This week on Retronauts... You're all going to die down here. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 42 of Retronauts Live. As part of our Retronauts Live movie month, we'll be talking about the movie Resident Evil from 2002. I, of course, am your host, as always, Bob Mackey. And who is here with me today, to my right? Uh, Marty Sleva, do cheats for 1UP. Who else do we have here? Jose Otero, uh, 1UP Resident Evil. um, Scholar. Scholar, maybe. I don't know. Scholar and gentleman. Yes. Uh, I got to say, Jose Jose was a total get for this episode. Why would you say that? It took some bargaining. (laughs) It was tough. We had to to break him. Uh, I I was a good cop. Marty was a bad cop. And we we talked him into doing this. But uh, Jose, is uh, he's very knowledgeable about Resident Evil. I like Resident um, Evil. But yes. He is the guy to talk to about the series when you're in our office. So please do that if you ever come visit. But... For now, um, let's talk about today's movie, which is 2002's Resident Evil, the first in what has become a uh, quintology, whatever you uh, want to call it. Yeah, the fifth one's going. about to come out. Yeah, yeah. September. But yeah. Uh, as for what we're talking about today, this is the original, which hit the streets, as I said, in the early 2000s. And let's talk about uh, Resident Evil uh, in general, just to set this episode up in case you're not aware. What was the state of Resident Evil in 2002? Actually, I'm trying to remember. Was this Code Veronica? It was the Post Veronica. Post Veronica pre RE4 environment. Yeah. So I'd say the uh, the series was kind of in like a bizarre stasis uh, yeah. before it got reinvented by Four. It wasn't a very strange like uh, doldrums where there were all these weird side games out, but there was no real you know sequel well, to. And the, and the side games were not ver- a lot of the side games were not very good. Too. Yeah, like, like it was um, a lot of experimentations in other genres, like uh, stuff that used a gun con or stuff that tried to do online. Uh, right, yeah. outbreak. Like, yeah, they were like. Yeah, they were experimenting and trying to find it, but um, at its core, Resident Evil was kind of festering, where yeah. it wasn't really changing in a radical way. By 2002, I think everyone was sick and tired of uh, survival horror, at least, you know, you know, casual yeah. gamers or whatever you want to call them. Not casual, but anyone that's playing video games that's not strictly yeah. a fan of Resident Evil. And I'm sure Code Veronica really fans were like, oh, I was still, I had my torch lit. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah I did yeah. too. But you know what? Like, at the end of the day, there were still, we were, we were, we were hoping that some sort of change was coming eventually. Right. Most of the world had moved on, though, which is why Silent Hill sort of petered out around um, oh, yeah. the early 2000s in yeah. yeah. Resident Evil until it was reinvented. Mm-hmm. But that's right. So, uh, with Resident Evil being in the state it was in 2002, uh, how did you guys feel about this movie before it came out? Did you care? Were you hyped? Did you see it when it was out originally? Marty? Uh, yes, I did. Uh, okay. So, um, unlike the uh, the last two movies that we watched and talked about, um, I had started to kind of uh, develop like a, a, a taste in movies uh, and whatnot, and I started learning about movies. Um, and so, I knew that this movie could have originally been a george romero movie that's right that's and right i had even read the script the, the george Ooh, romero script available which, online yeah 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 it's okay. pretty it's pretty easy to find if you just look it up um and it it's very close to the game actually um and it's funny because it, it feels a lot like the night of the living dead i mean which obviously resident evil owes a right, lot definitely to. yeah um but i mean all the you know characters and events from resident it, it, it would have been a very faithful adaptation to the original resident evil but uh, so suffice to say that that it, it kind of uh, George Romero's relationship with the studio um, didn't work out too well, and so uh, when this movie came out, I, I had high-ish expectations, and I actually saw it twice in uh, wow. twelve hours. <laughs> so I saw it the day Holy it came shit. out at noon, and the day it came out at seven p.m. Were you I haven't done uh, that since like rush hour two? Dude. <laughs> Were you that crazy about the movie? Like uh, what? what no, inspired it just this? so happened. I think I saw it like with my brother during the day, and then my buddies wanted to see it at night, and I was like, okay. "Well, I'm not gonna do anything else." So you didn't spoil the amazing mystery no, in, no. entwined in this amazing plot, did you? Okay, no. no. I know uh, you brought up George Romero. Uh, just a fun fact: uh, he actually directed uh, the Japanese commercial for Resident Evil Two. So oh, maybe wow. that's how he got in that's with Capcom. Awesome yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a really cool commercial too. If you haven't seen it, it t- it's totally great. It's live action and it, it looks like um, you know Romero's stuff, like Night of the Living Dead. So yeah. I would okay. check that out. But Jose, oh, well, I was really excited at the time because I was just like, oh man, Resident Evil. And this is before it, uh, before I had learned enough about movies, Hollywood, and adaptations to understand that uh, to adapt something to another medium, sometimes, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, I. I 
I shouldn't have expected it to be Resident Evil the movie the game right, slash right. the movie because I already put my forty fifty dollars down and, and got everything out of that experience. And if you sit down in that theater, even if you only pay ten dollars, to see that again, I don't know if I don't know if it could do it justice. I think that like the way you kind of explore that mansion and the way you kind of go through the game, um, that that's there's just something there that's captured for gamers that I don't know if movie if a movie version of just that would do well. Right. It seems so, like uh, Resident Evil is a very <clears throat> solitary, lonely uh, experience, well, yeah, and it, yeah. it's kind of hard just to follow one character without anyone else being is, there yeah. through through a mansion as they explore. But any 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 uh, other, uh, I mean, other films may have done this, and you're yeah. more of a movie scholar than than I am, Marty. But um, I I think that uh, I was still really excited at the time to see it. And okay. uh, I was just like, oh, man, this could, this could be cool. Even though I was like, ah, is that the girl from The Fifth Element? Which I think The Fifth Element had already happened. By yeah, yeah, that was 97 okay, or 98, you. something and, like uh, that. I was just like, okay, this Paul W.S. Anderson. I even remember uh, EGM or, yeah, I'm pretty sure EGM had a, a story about it and just, you know, kind of either hyping it up or just saying, hey, this is coming out. So right. just going, Ooh. We'll find out what Jose 10 years later thinks. Soon. <laughs> uh, as yeah. for me, I, uh, as you probably know, was sort of a curmudgeon towards this movie where... I'm all about authenticity and faithfulness in this movie. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think a single character is represented from the games in this movie, and, and actually, we don't even know what the first, the the uh, the lead character's name is. Is she ever named? It's only in the credits. Yeah. Only in the credits. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. as for me, like I played the games, I enjoyed the games, but at this point, I was uh, jaded and cynical enough to say uh, this is not going to offer me anything. Well, there's really so... loose connections to 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 uh, characters from right. the game because yeah. there'll be like a character that it's sort of like, oh, you could say this was that person right okay so for example the brother and the sister example even though it's rushing a little bit yeah yeah well, that kind of made me think of claire and there Leon, are some and nods like, hmm, that uh okay. you know that fans will pick out but they're very like just like iconography or like yeah, clothing exactly. or yeah. something yeah. like that very where, small but yeah but i mean someone played these games but the the references are are few and it reminds me of super mario brothers where they just took a basic initial concept and sort of went off in their own direction although yeah. mm -hmm. the results are much more entertaining than super mario brothers yeah, and we'll get into why so. soon so why don't we break down what resident evil is all about um, Jose, Why do I you haven't been first? here before <laughs> oh, so that's for movie month. I just want to let you know we're just going to uh -huh. talk about the plot, and mm -hmm. then um, you can feel free to comment as we talk about it, uh, wisecrack, or point out inaccuracies as you see them. Okay. Yes. So cool, the man. movie opens. We learn uh, of Umbrella, which uh, fans of the series should know, but maybe not fans of the movie might not know walking into it. Uh, it's a ubiquitous company. Who basically in the Resident Evil movie universe makes everything. Yeah. Uh, it says they make like health equipment, um, not like workout equipment, but like, I don't know, medical supplies. Probably they make shampoo. Electronics. Yeah, umbrella shampoo. Mm -hmm. They're basically, uh, I don't know, who would you compare this to? Like, like the Monsanto? Johnson like, & Johnson. Uh, I, feel like, yeah. I feel like they're just like Target brand. They make yeah. everything. I assume they make good cereal. Oh, like Walgreens yeah, brand? Yeah. 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 So okay. watch out. If you buy Target brand, you might be fun <laughs> funding zombie research. Mm. So we basically learn uh, just some things about Umbrella through some opening text. They um, they have this this family-friendly front, but they secretly are funneling profits into military technology, genetic experiments, and viral rep... Viral... Oh, my God. Viral <laughs> weaponry. Say that three times fast. Yeah. Uh, so then we cut to the prologue. It's an Umbrella Labs where we see these computer arms gently moving vials of dangerous-looking substances. And then immediately after that, we see an arm sort of chuck a same vial... Which shatters. And if anyone uh, who's played the games knows, that's obviously the zombie virus. We see the outbreak happening. We don't very know. funny looking vial. But it is, yeah. it is. They're made to look. It's like um, a helix. Like right, right. It's single like, helix. Like for some thing. reason, uh, I guess this virus is best kept in a double helix styled uh, test tubes <laughs> yeah, for some reason. Yeah. I don't know if that helps. It says in... deadly on the side. No, yeah, it, it should have been like a skull and crossbones at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so we see the breakout happening. Uh, we don't know who threw the vial, if it was an accident or not. We'll find out much later. But yeah. um, of course, the Dogs are always the first to know, as with any viral zombie outbreak. They start mm -hmm. barking, and a massive lockdown occurs. Doors are slamming. Um, all these umbrella folks are being trapped in elevators and, and rooms. And something's watching everyone. That's right. right. Yeah. There's a, uh, we randomly always cut to a, like a computer uh, monitor readout that's analyzing the situation, looking at human faces and figuring things out. Mm -hmm. So... Um, and scanning the, a room of Europeans. Yeah, there are lots of Europeans in this movie, which Jose <laughs> yeah. finds offensive <laughs> for some reason. I weird. I'm like, wait, isn't this supposed to be like America? There are a lot understand. of like really uh, not very well hidden accents. I mean, accents. it's not the origami killer yeah. as bad as that, but it's 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 close. My son is in the wasteland. <laughs> Anyways, heavy rain reference. Um, 
We then cut back to the immediate uh, initial room where the breakout happened and the people are locked in and the room is filling with water because I don't know why, I guess the computer or whatever is monitoring situation is trying to kill everybody. But um, the guy uh, attacks the, the sort of glass window in the room with an ax and it breaks a tiny little pebble of glass off, which I assume is the impetus for the um, yeah, breakout. Yeah, it, it wouldn't have uh, escaped the room had it yeah. not been for that. Yeah. But I don't understand, uh, did that happen before the, the massive lockdown? Or did it seem like it was all happening at once? Yeah, it was a it was kind of a uh, poorly uh, set montage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I'm not sure what order things were happening in, yeah. and there were some really strange, inconsistent, and just uh, plain uh, nonsensical ways that Umbrella would handle a breakout. But we'll yeah. get to that later. I just didn't understand. Yeah, it, it was kind of trying to add. Uh, I took it as they were trying to add substance to what what happened at the Spencer Manager because when you get there, everything had already happened. Right. right? Like right, they were trying yeah. to kind of draw and paint. Hey, this is this is what a zombie outbreak looks like. Even though no one in the movie will say zombies, but we'll get to that point. Um, and also, uh, they they went off the rails with uh, a little bit with this whole what umbrella does kind yeah, of thing yeah, because they it's like, oh, they make you know <laughs> gel umbrellas. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, they make all this stuff, and it's like, uh, I don't remember like the the games having that style of context. I mean, you right. knew that. Um, Umbrella was a corporation that was doing like this sort of biological weapons development and that's about all you uncover. It's not this right. whole like, hey man, they make salon products or, or crazy <laughs> shit like that. Yeah, I did feel like, I don't know, there was a secret uh, hidden message in this yeah. movie like don't trust your, the products you buy, you never know. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, then, that could be yes. it. Yeah. But, um, so we're still in the prologue on Umbrella Labs and mm -hmm. uh, the final scene is of people trying to clamber out of an elevator. I believe they're the only ones left alive who haven't been gassed or killed by the security program running the lab. And uh, one of them gets their head lopped off and the movie begins. That is one of the coolest scenes in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Only because um, it's so funny. There's a lady um, kind of wriggling her way out of an elevator yeah, and the doors so they, close they, on her. Yeah, they're trying to open it to get her out. She's saying, I can climb through and she obviously doesn't fit. She gets like one arm and a head yeah, out. Yeah. And then she's like, you're going to have to push. It's like some really <laughs> fucked up version of Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so then the elevator breaks, let go. Oh, and by the way, was this before or after they hear the other elevator fall? This is this after. Is after yeah. yeah, so it's, they it's, hear the other elevator crash crash and just like full of people too yeah. yeah so all screaming on the way down through everyone the is getting killed in this in this lab yeah so and they're the only on survivors and, and obviously winnie the pooh lady thinks she can get through the <laughs> elevator so she tries and she gets stuck the elevator pretends to fall stops short of her hitting the, her, her head hitting the floor right and then immediately decides to go up and crushes her head this, at the top this of was the, uh this was doorway. paul uh, w anderson's uh plea to direct a Final Destination movie. Oh, yeah. Back you guys. Did he do that yet? Uh, uh, no. It seems, sure that have. seems odd. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, actually, this is one of the first of many, uh, thank you, Wikipedia, Alice in Wonderland references yep, yep. Uh, off with her head. Yeah. And we'll see uh, more of those later. Thanks, mm. Wikipedia. What an odd, odd choice. But, so... Immediately as the Umbrella employee's head is severed, we cut immediately to Mila. How do you say your last name? Jovovovovic. Jovivovic. Jovovovic. I'm just going to call her Mila J. Lying in a shower, completely naked. She has a habit of this movie of waking up completely naked in strange places. Or in her movie career in general. In the fifth element, when she's introduced, they just have tape over, like, the. you don't remember the tape on the boob? Okay. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, she's just very scantily clad. Yeah, later in the movie, she has, like, paper towels just, like, taped to her front and back. Oh, yeah. She wakes but, up in the shower. Yes. So she wakes up lying in the shower. We have no idea who this character is. Um, she examines her body and finds, you know, mysterious scratches on them. And then she's sort of investigating this creepy mansion, um, which most of us would assume, okay, this is where the Resident Evil movie is going to take mm -hmm. place um, in this intro scene. Uh, she moves to a bedroom and she finds a red dress sitting on a bed and a locked cabin full of weaponry. And she puts on the dress because, hey, why not? She's naked. Well, she needs to okay, wear some clothes. Is this really all they had? Like, there's a there's a there's a, uh, a drawer full of weapons. There's drawers full of t-shirts. Like, you're telling me you couldn't find the drawer with pants? Yeah, or yeah. Like, oh, well, let me put on the combat like, boots and dress that I found on the well, bed. Well, she might be going out. She might be you know, running into people she knows. She wants and, to look nice. Yeah, and they're starting to put together that she has amnesia and she doesn't know what's going on. But it's just so ridiculous. Yeah. I'm like, come on. Like, are you serious? It feels like a very uh, Japanese RPG plot yeah, where it's yeah, like the main yeah. character has amnesia so but it's right. funny the dress uh, Jose and I were talking about it looks a lot like Ada's dress Ada Wong's dress but Ada Wong's dress in Resident Evil 4 which is strange because that was after the movie right I believe Ada Wong had a, had a dress in Resident Evil 2 right she does but it's more of a skirt we looked it up yeah, okay, yeah. I was cool. like this, yeah. this dress doesn't look right yeah. and then he was like oh yeah it's before 4 and I well, was there, like, oh, there is okay. a question I'm going to ask later did the games eventually steal from the movies we'll oh. get to that later oh. but well, and the be... thing is too I mean while this movie was in development when was 4 out? Uh, 2005 or yeah no there's no way that they probably like capcom showed them anything or talked to them yeah about I, it. Doubt it. I just wonder like that's just too much of a coincidence but maybe it's just them kind of 
cribbing from the movie, I guess. I don't know. Right. Ada does end up in a very similar dress. She does. That's right. Yeah. And that's um, I, found it very I mean, we, for all we know, the people that make the games could be fans of the movies. We don't know that. We yeah. do not know. Okay. Although we should audience. ask them next yeah, time we see we them. Should. Let's send them an email. So uh, this this part of the movie really feels like Resident Evil as much as any other part of this movie will ever feel like Resident Absolutely. Evil. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. it's like it's creepy. It's dark. Uh, we don't know who these people are. She's we don't alone. Know. She's alone, yeah. right? And you know she's investigating further. She finds what seems to be her wedding picture. And um, and she's you know continuing to search this house because she doesn't know where she is. She doesn't know who she is. She doesn't know if she's knocked up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She could be. You never know. Yeah. It's uh, like nothing. Yeah. So she's a clean slate. As she continues her search, some random dude grabs from behind, and uh, apparently he's trying to help her in some way. But before he can say or do anything, this kind of SWAT team breaks into the house, crashes through all the windows, and the leader wants a status report from um, the main character, who we'll call Alice, but her name is never given in the movies. Yeah, yeah. But we'll just call her Alice for the sake of simplicity. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I don't want to say Mila Jova, uh, whatever her last name is. Um, I apologize to uh, any... Wh- and where is she from? Uh, wow, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know. We should look that up. New, I wonder new, if there's a website where new you can Belgium. check where people are new from. Belgium. New Belgium. New, new Belgium. Uh, sorry, any New Belgium listeners, but I'm going to make her last name. Uh, yes. So the leader is like, what's going on here? I need a status report. And she has no idea what they're talking about. So the team apprehends the man um, who previously had grabbed her from behind. And we learn his name is Matt, who's a cop. And um, they escaped the mansion uh, to places elsewhere. Um, and I should have mentioned in this in this movie, like character names are not stated a lot. No. So I, I had a real problem like knowing people's names without yeah. reading them with summaries. Unlike so. Street Fighter, where everyone is referred yes. to by their first, middle, and last name. I, I didn't know how good I had it. It's like, <laughs> oh, Alice, how are you, Alice? <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's no place in this movie to do that. So uh, we are aboard a tram for some reason. Okay, at this point, if this sounds confusing to you, it's mostly not our fault. The movie does not really uh, let you know what's going on because we're no. sort of in the perspective of the main character. I kind of respect that because I think uh, Mario Brothers had way too much introduction, way too much exposition in the Absolutely. beginning. Here we're just kind of thrown into things as they happen, which... was a better opening, if Yes, anything. exactly. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. this is not a great movie, but I like the how like Connecticut is and how it's always moving yeah, somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Never stays in one place for more than uh, you know a few minutes. And but the, the tram thing started making me think, wow, they're really like putting together more than just the first Resident Evil in here. They're trying right. to make it like Resident Evil One, Resident Evil Two. It does feel like two because there's a weird train in that game. Yeah, uh, there's a weird tram that connects the the city to the underground laboratory, and there was right. more of an underground laboratory in two than I want to say there was in one. In yeah, one, there yeah, is certainly. a laboratory that you kind of come across, but there's no like big like tram, and and there are no liquors. Like we're, right. well, I mean, we'll get to that, but they're in there as well. Like there, there's a couple of things that you look at and you just go, oh well. You can see they're trying, but right. Even, the, I mean, uh, yeah. even yeah. the SWAT team when they crash through the window, they look a lot like Hunk. They're all, yeah, they, they do. All they similar do. armor, yeah. similar helmet. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There which, are some uh, definite nods, like yeah. the underground bases, the uh, the SWAT team armor yeah. and stuff like that. But which is funny to bring up because the the fact that they look like Hunk ties into Operation Raccoon City, which is coming out Uh-oh. soon. Which, Wait, embargo, yeah. embargo. You no, can't say anything no, about it. Well, no, no, you can't. I mean, that that's public knowledge, right? Oh, uh, what umbrella is? Stooges. Oh, like, yeah, that's right. Running around. Yeah, like, we're not. No, we're not no uh, uh, statements, Jose. Are you fired? None. I'm not making any. So we have the umbrella team and. And uh, Alice aboard a tram heading to a place we don't know yet. Um, they're aboard this train, and I guess just some random unconscious dude falls out from behind a door. Yep. And um, um, upon seeing this guy, Alice immediately recognizes, oh, that's my husband. It must be my husband. I have memories of him being my husband. She pulls off her wedding band, and we see it says property of Umbrella Corporation. I don't know if she sees that or not. But I, think we she, see I, it. I think she sees it. Okay, yeah. yeah, she might see it. It might be from her perspective. But um, just like Alice, the man has no memories, and uh, we learn his name is Spence, although I don't know how often that's said because I had to look it up a yeah, lot yeah. to figure out what his name was. There's a lot There's a lot of really similar-looking white guys in this movie, <laughs> and, and a lot of them get killed. So I was like, wait, did I just see that guy get killed? Is he back? I don't know. But just, yes. That's just your racism. Yes, point you, all you I'm white people. you said it. <laughs> I didn't want to say They're it. all white guys with very similar haircuts, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they should have at least put a blonde wig on one or like give, give one guy uh, dreadlocks or something. Yes. Uh, although I don't approve of that hairstyle <laughs> on white people. You're going to come in with a cornrows, Bob Mackie? Yes, I am. I can do it now. <laughs> I, I can do you. it. Uh, so uh, at some point, uh, Alice decides to ask what's going on. And hey, as a member of the audience, I wanted to know, too. Um, apparently, she and her quote-unquote husband are security operatives who are who were serving to protect the entrance to Umbrella's headquarters. That mansion she woke in was sort of like the entranceway to the train system which leads deeper underground to Umbrella's headquarters known as the Hive. Raccoon City, nearest urban center. The mansion where we found you and through which we gained access to the train, which in turn 
headquarters to the hive. The hive itself is located underground, deep beneath the streets of Raccoon City. A top secret research facility owned and operated by the Umbrella Corporation. The hive houses over 500 technicians, scientists, and support staff. They live and work underground. Their research is of the highest importance. Its nature is classified. Our position on the map is indicated by heat signature. And uh, during the outbreak that happened below ground, both her and her husband were knockout gassed. So can I make fun of this now? Go for it. What, what <laughs> so is it? What, hang on. So these, all these people, let's assume that there's like a, maybe 100 people working in this umbrella hive. They said 500. Right? I think 500. they say, they yeah, say a number. 500, yeah. Okay. So what? These 500 people come over to dinner every day and then like sneak downstairs through the tram and then come out? <laughs> That's like, a very good question look? I didn't like, think of. It's I, like... I was like watching this movie and I'm like, okay. And then down there, it looked like they were just in a regular office. I mean, weren't there windows where you could like see out? Right. Right, that something? was all fake. That was all okay, fake. Can you yeah. tell it was that fake or not? Uh, they mean, established that it was fake because uh, they go into one of the rooms to investigate they and they do, show yeah. like it must be okay. easy to work but with this sort of... But at the early part of the movie, it just, it doesn't fit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the, just like, where, what? The, the logistics, like having 500 people enter and exit your house every day at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's like, honey, I think we're, the police we're, would how be, are we uh, keeping silverware? And yeah. Like, like, you know, put your valuables away. My, I don't understand. My all day dinner parties. Yeah. So, yes. So when Alice is being kind of debriefed, we learn that the supercomputer known as the Red Queen controls the hive and um, basically killed everyone in the base due to some reasons that the team doesn't know, but obviously we do that know it's zombies. We haven't seen Zombie 1 yet, but if you play Resident Evil, you know there's Excuse zombies me, are coming. Excuse me, it was a viral outbreak, oh, not zombies. Are All you right. a small British child? No, but I, 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 it is a zombie outbreak. <laughs> yes. I, I can't do it. But yeah, it they, is. So we, we were making fun of this. When you get to the first zombie, like it just bugs me out uh, yes. why they don't do that. But anyway, go ahead. We'll get to that. Yes, um, we will. There's a few things about this movie. One I already mentioned is that you're immediately thrown into the action, which is good. Um, and they don't really bother giving any of these characters any personality. They're all just sort of like in the moment, no nonsense. Um, one of them is obviously going to turn out to be bad. We'll get to that later. But um, did you guys feel the same way as me? I just didn't feel like anyone was... Like, like what Michelle Rodriguez acting talent of the tough girl she was, was not like showering okay, over Okay, she you? was the only one with any personality, but no yeah. one else did. I mean, she was like the uh, completely no-nonsense. Her uh, first line was, quote, blow me. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. her first line in this movie. You know, it's true. And um, Yeah, but personally, I would rather have no po- uh, no uh, uh, personality than poorly done personality. That's true. Um, and so I, I really don't think Paul W. Anderson has the... Uh, chops to make good personalities yeah, so there, no personality there are a lot of characters in this movie but they mostly get killed yeah. uh, they all get killed when well, it's Spoilers. hard to care about any of them because you don't know who anyone's name is i mean yeah. they, they kind of don't have any story even alice doesn't know what's going on so you're just trying to figure well what the heck is wrong with this girl like why was she naked at the beginning of the movie i don't understand right and this movie has a lot of uh really dumbass jump scares in the beginning where a character will be thinking and then all of a sudden they'll be like, hey, Jim. And they'll be like, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it's like, we're supposed to scare us, the audience, but it's yeah. not. It happens like five times, I swear, in the beginning of this movie yeah. where it's like. The hallway one the was kind of cool scare. where like there was like wind that went by and the plastic thing came off the statue and she like jumped. That was yeah. probably the only jump scare that was sort of worthy. That was cool. But there were at least three yeah. jump scares where a person was interrupting another person oh, yeah. thinking. And it no, was like, no, again, no. again with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's very Friday the 13th. The team is now in the hive. They're continuing to hack their way through the mansion uh, via computers because the Matrix came out three years ago and we have to talk <laughs> talk about computers and hacking a lot mm-hmm. um the leader who i believe is named one walks into a room uh this long hallway immediately it lights up like a puff daddy music video yeah it's awesome and notice i didn't say p diddy i said puff daddy because that's what this, this looks yeah, like yeah, yeah absolutely um well that was probably still his name back then too yeah, but yeah. anyway Bad right. for life. it was um so they have this weird electronic pulse machine which is uh which will knock out the red queen which is a supercomputer so the leader calls these uh the other team members into the room and all of a sudden the doors slam shut there's a lot of door slamming shut in yep. this movie. Roger Ebert said that in his review. <laughs> I recommend you read that. It's very funny. Wait, is. so is that an homage to the game because there were a lot of doors opening and closing? Uh, I think it's just a, a, really, a really stupid device to trap people in a room. Oh, yep. uh, okay. Because, yeah. you know, the game had that. That's right. true. That's yeah. yeah, yeah. In Resident Evil 1, 2, 3, even Code Veronica, it was all about doors. So when all of these folks are gathered together in this long hallway that's lit with all these fluorescent lights, uh, we get the one, I think, iconic scene from the entire series, right? Uh, lasers. It's laser yeah. time. Yeah. So lasers come out of the wall, and it's sort of like yeah. a very video game-y type obstacle course. Like, 
one comes high and one of the uh, umbrella folks gets their head chopped off and that's when they realize oh and shit and one loses a hand yeah he one loses, loses like, a hand digits, actually. so yeah. they're dodging all these games again. yes they're dodging all these lasers and the team seems to be doing okay at dodging these lasers but then the lasers start to act like dicks yeah like <laughs> one will go low and then go high and then like and then there's only the one guy left and he's stuck in the hallway he's like okay I can do this I can yeah. do this and like yeah. one laser comes at him but then it turns into like this awful waffle pattern <laughs> with like uh, squares that are about like an inch and by an inch wide right and there's absolutely no way in hell he's ever going to dodge it so i'm like why didn't why didn't the computer program do this from the very beginning like uh, why didn't it just kill everyone true, from the very true. beginning it's it's funny because they meanwhile while this is all happening and these team members are getting uh cut apart by these lasers the people who are outside are trying to shut it off and they're struggling to do it and the guy succeeds he turns it off but the commander just, yeah yeah just as the commander died and i'm just like man if the commander would have taken like a step back maybe two yeah he would have still stayed alive but yeah. which is one of these stupid like things that end up happening in this movie I too. just uh, I just like the fact that the movie capitalized on uh, laser tag fever at least in Wisconsin it was wow yes. yeah. 2002 big year for laser tag in Wisconsin <laughs> wow not, not in the Bronx did the, bu- did, the, did the laser tag bubble burst <laughs> all those abandoned <laughs> like laser last, tag warehouses yeah, they were like the last uh, the last place for it to happen wow there you go. yeah well, I'm um, sorry about that, Maria. Yeah, yeah, no, the, but oh man, what was the other thing with the laser tag thing? Oh, it was so ridiculous. <laughs> There's um, a lot of ridiculous stuff happening in that laser. Yeah, it, room. it felt very much like a video game. I, I felt like this could have been in like Resident Evil 4 as a, like a QTE. It is. Like, oh, is it? It is. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, yeah. This is one of the few right. things that they borrowed. Like yeah. this. This is taken well, the directly. Dress too. I mean, yeah, yeah, and the dress. Right. But I mean, this explicitly is stolen right from the movie. Yeah. You can is tell. Is it 4 It is. Yeah. It never the the waffle pattern does not happen because there's no way in hell Leon is dodging that. But the other lasers do happen. That's why it's memorable, I think. Maybe they were supposed to come out at the same time. Resident Evil the movie, Resident Evil 4? Uh, I, I think it was more like RE4 people like the movie and okay. put the stuff in. All that's right. just my I, theory. That's just, no, it's just me being yeah. stupid. Yeah, yeah that's not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the the living team members, so clearly our team has just been cut cut in half, basically. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, and intended. literally. Whoa. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm sorry. What? I didn't mean to do that. Oh my god. Um, so they bring the computer pulse thing into the room with the Red Queen, and a creepy holographic child appears and warns them not to shut the computer down but of course they don't listen to her and they shut it down you are going to die down here <laughs> yes that's, that's where that line came from <laughs> another european yeah making jose angry i just found it very funny i'm like why are there so many british people in this, that's or, true or europeans in this movie isn't this supposed to be where it is supposed to be i don't know so they're like sort of exploring this area where the uh, the Red Queen computer uh, interface is. Uh, Rain, who's played by Michelle Rodriguez, stumbles across her first zombie, which bites her hand. Yep. Uh, they gun the zombie down, but then her body goes missing. And, and so the first zombie shows up. What, what was the timestamp? I said uh, time to fun. Thirty nine minutes. Thirty nine minutes. Thirty nine minutes. Yes. 39 minutes. You minutes go through thirty nine minutes without seeing a zombie. I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And they don't call them zombies. They don't. Uh, so then, after we get our first zombie murder, we see the guy with the fire axe in the beginning, dragging it down a hallway, coming after the team. I shot her five times. How is she still standing? Bitch isn't standing now. What was all the shooting? We found a survivor. And you shot him? She was crazed. She bit me. She's gone. She's gone. It's bullshit. She fell right here, but she's gone. Look, look at this. This is blood, but it's not much. Looks like it's coagulated. It's not possible. Why not? Because blood doesn't do that until after you're dead. Along with a whole lot of other zombies. That surprised me because they never, like, do zombies carry stuff in most movies? Uh, you know, even in the original Night of the Living Dead, they were, like, carrying, like, stones and stuff like that. Yeah. So okay. there's some okay. small amount of intelligence Very base there. Instincts yeah. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. caveman, yeah. caveman right, so, style. So why do, why do movies like this, or, or I guess a movie based on a game, um, why well and only this is true of only this movie hang on i'm stammering but no, for go a for it because uh what what is it like no one knows what a zombie is like i don't understand like why it's, is that 
why in a movie that's about zombies can you not just say the Z word? It's and a very it's not every movie. It's just particularly this movie. I found it very ridiculous. It's a very tricky prospect to have characters in your fiction be aware of like this conceit from another fictional. You yeah, know, but this other I fictional feel like device. zombies are part of pop, pop culture at this point. Yeah, like, but everyone very knows few, what a zombie uh, is. I mean, like Walking Dead never mentioned zombies by uh, by name. So I, th- I think, like Bob said, it's a very like characters. It, it can't be uh, the genre can't be self referential of itself because unless then, you're something like Shaun of the Dead. I know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Of what World War Z, the book, um, they don't call them zombies either. I mean, or they constantly. I think they come up with different names for them, but they call it World War Z because I guess they just don't want to call it the flat out zombie That's right. war. Yeah. The thing yeah. is, I think it is that having characters aware of what zombies are gives them way too much knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. And allows them to react in a but way it just feels so silly it does but i mean that's because we're used to zombie movies and zombie yeah. like the the idea of a zombie I, I i like i mean it's odd and it and it doesn't feel right all the time sure. but i think it makes the movie better but ultimately. even resident evil knew that it was that the games were aware that it was zombies i'll never forget scene in resident evil 2 where you see the cop in the room who's who's dying the black cop yeah uh, he says there was an incident involving zombies well the the first guy like, you meet is like this town's been infested with zombies. Yeah, yeah, even him, the Canadian uh, yeah, gunshot Canadian owner. Gunner. Yeah, Canadian well, The whole thing is, if in a work Sorry of fiction, they are aware of the fact that there are zombies, then George Romero would be the person everyone has to find. Because yeah, like, like, how the fuck did you know you this? You wrote like, this stuff. Yeah, like, you That's wizard. true, that's it, true. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like, like, what, think, if, like, we need to kill him in order yeah. to get rid of these zombies. It's like, what if there were suddenly, <clears> like, um, like Twilight-style vampires? <laughs> Wouldn't we immediately go to Stephanie Meyer's house and, and like, burn it to the ground? It's like, you brought this plague to us. Save us, and yeah. you'd know what to do. Like the characters would immediately be like, "Oh well, in the zombie case, we'll shoot him in the head." But yeah. I don't know. I just I think, uh, and maybe this is true of, of this movie, just because it was then versus maybe doing one now. But I think that it still helps to kind of know that stuff, and that's why in Shaun of the Dead, maybe that's why it makes the comedy so much better. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, because they're playing off of the knowledge that we, the audience, have, and that the characters also have. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. why it makes it a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. So yes, we are in a crazy action scene. All this crazy stuff is happening. Zombies are being shot. Um, one of the team members gets torn apart. I forget that guy's name, but R.I.P. guy. And then a liquor from RE2 escapes from one of the many giant storage units in the area. Womp we will womp. not see that thing again for a while. Yeah. And then... They broke the special effects budget on that thing. They did. That thing is a CGI uh, marvel. <laughs> it looks terrible. It does. Uh, and then we have the introduction of skinless dogs, which appear and chase uh, Alice into Barbecue a room. covered dogs. They look like they're dripping in barbecue sauce. They are. Sauce. Slathered yeah. in gravy, Texas style. Um, so this dog chases uh, Alice into a room with a zombie and it's at that point that she she knows that she knows how to use a super karate yeah obviously yeah, yeah. yeah because why not Neo moment yes right yeah uh she takes a gun from the cop and takes out all the dogs like it's fucking duck hunt <laughs> and then uh she does this dumbass wall run jump king that we've all uh sorry kick, yeah. jo- dumb wall run jump kick <laughs> i'm just chewing up all these words today um and i think like i said earlier today i think it was designed explicitly so we could see uh mila's crotch because why else would the camera be like up at sure. a 45 degree angle with her legs spread as she's kicking the dog i mean yeah yeah and also that's a really it's a really like impractical way to kick a dog because she runs at the wall like runs at a 45 degree angle but she up needed the wall the velocity <laughs> to, 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 to strike I'm not I don't defending know. this she needs to just use her super kung fu on the ground this that's is what, what Matrix saying. this is what the Matrix did to movies though they did like, and is, games and is, video games yeah, too. Is, and video I mean games this too. turned into what Resident Evil was like yeah like I mean, the Wesker, QTEs and Resident Evil turned into this exactly uh, yeah I guess I mean Co-Veronica had a weird do you remember the intro of Co-Veronica where she even drops her gun and has that little John Woo moment where she catches it yeah the ground she shoots i don't know i just i guess but the I, matrix I uh, the matrix, matrix the matrix stuff is like wesker like completely wesker oh, yeah, yeah totally yeah. wesker yeah. Good like he does matrix fights coat. Yeah, yeah and like uh, like phasing between mm-hmm. like bullets and stuff yeah, 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 yeah. but we yeah. have to move on okay uh detective man uh aka matt uh he's basically along with the umbrella folks but he he's his other goal is to find out what happened to his undercover operative, who he sent to investigate Umbrella to get the virus, Who's which is his uh, sister, his sister Lisa. Yeah. He runs across uh, Lisa, who is now a zombie, and we learn via flashback that Alice was going to give uh, Lisa the virus for a price. So uh, Matt has no idea that Alice, at this point, is the person Lisa was working with to get the virus. Uh, and at this point, there is a second ticking clock established when Rain, for some reason, like even the people in the movie are upset with her. She's just like, "Oh, the doors are going to shut in an hour, guys." Just thought I'd let you know right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's like, why are you telling us this now? (laughs) Um, And they're not coming for us. 
So Alice decides to turn the Red Queen back on in order to help facilitate their escape. Uh, the, creep- the creepy British hologram child tries to explain zombies scientifically, but mostly fails. I remember there's one um, there's one scene where one of the guys is like, uh, so they're dead? And she's like, not really. <laughs> and then she gives some stupid, like, pseudo-scientific Metal Gearish explanation mm-hmm. about how, like, some flesh they is being the animated. Most, the most basic instincts. That's like, great. That's Peter yeah, Mullen, you all say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it, though. I love it. Um, so basically, the Red Queen agrees to help the team... Uh, because she doesn't want to be shut off again. Tell us what the hell is going on down here. Research and development. What about the T-virus? The T-virus was a major medical breakthrough, although it clearly also possessed highly profitable military applications. Well, how does it explain those things out there? Even in death, the human body still remains active. Hair and fingernails continue to grow. New cells are produced, and the brain itself holds a small electrical charge that takes months to dissipate. The T-virus provides a massive jolt both to cellular growth and to those trace electrical impulses. But quite simply, it reanimates the body. It brings the dead back to life? Not fully. The subjects have the simplest of motor functions, perhaps a little memory, virtually no intelligence. They are driven by the basest of impulses, the most basic of needs. Which is? The need to feed. There's a lot of, uh, basically the rest of the movie is just like escaping from zombies, but we'll go through all these plot points. Uh, <laughs> the team escapes into some maintenance, excuse me, they, the team escapes into some maintenance tunnels and is ambushed by zombies. Mm-hmm. One of the team members is bitten and immediately turns. Did I, did I see that right? Uh, or is that just me? Or was that an older team member that was... I uh, think that was an older team member. Because okay. the one guy gets bit and he's like, leave me behind. Okay, he, that was the other guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. see, these people are indistinguishable from each other. Absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of um, So, yes, where was I? Um, so, in the scuffle, one of the other team members, who we later learn his name, Kaplan, is stuck on a pipe and tells him to go on without him. And then there's a flashback when Alice is uh, wandering through the halls. Uh, most of her backstory is told through flashback. It could be artfully done, but it's really, really on the nose. So no yeah, one could yeah. possibly be uh, you know, left in the dark as to what's been going on. So she remembers that there's a cure for the uh, T-virus. Is it the T-virus in this movie? Yeah, I believe it's called it the, is T-virus. the T-virus. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she and says it a couple it's times. helpefully color-coded. She's like, green is the cure. Blue yeah. is the thing. Yep. Green is the oh, cure. Oh, do you think that's like a call-out to the herbs and stuff? Uh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I think it's just for dumb be. people to be like, oh, that blue, too, you get the blue thing. Hey, <laughs> they, they, then the herb thing was for dumb people too. <laughs> so. Green is good. Let's be honest, yeah. Red is extreme. My question is, if there was a cure... And only two people in this one room were infected. Why didn't people just, you know, lock off the right parts of the building and then give those people the cure instead of monopolizing their entire operation by killing a staff of people if there was a cure? Do yeah, we have an no. answer to this question or is no. that just me? It's, uh, no. It seems very strange. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's the cure existed. And I mean, we okay, I'll get to this later. And honestly, if, if there is a cure, you would think that they would vaccinate the entire staff Exactly, first. even I mean, with them not knowing what it was. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you, just need, you just need this yeah, to work this with Yeah, this is a pox. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Alice goes off to find the cure after realizing that it exists, but it's not where it should be. And we get the Resident Evil 1 plot twist where one of the people is actually working against them. Bom, bom. And it is Spence, her fake ex-husband. Uh, it turns ex-husband? Out, uh, sorry, her fake husband. I'm yeah, sorry. There we go. They're not married anyways. So <laughs> yeah. uh, it turns out he was the umbrella guy in the, in the initial scene in the beginning that threw the vial of the virus. And uh, But his reveal doesn't really make sense yeah. because uh, Alice sort of flashes back to things. And we remember uh, things through her eyes, but she remembers she remembers her husband through her eyes, and it's so it's so complicated because we see the flashback of Alice talking to the undercover operative, but in that flashback we see something that Alice could not have seen, which is Spence, her husband, listening from a distance. In from a distance. Is that his flashback. I don't know whose flashback it is. I'm pretty sure it's his flashback, but uh, it's it's and it's so weird because it's like, oh, now he's activated. I yeah, know what yeah. I am now. Oh my god, I was listening in and I know what you are. It but, really it really feels like um, he's like, why wouldn't he just keep faking being the nice guy just yeah. to get out of this situation? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Sure. And I don't. Uh, I mean, I mean, even if they weren't married, she's still like they flashback like sex scenes between the two of them. So they were at some point. A couple, yeah, or yeah, they were yeah, connected. Yeah, yeah. some some kind of some kind of feelings, even if they were even if they were fake. Yeah, you have it. to consummate even fake marriages. Yeah, I yeah. think it was like, a, like it. a plot based sort of like magic, where it's like, okay, I, have, I remember it, I'm the bad guy. I got to be the bad guy now. That's what it felt. Yeah. Like. Let's just say uh, this, this scene also it just takes place in the uh, the room that was partially flooded from the beginning. And even rewatching it again, I kept hoping that there was gonna be a shark in that room. Yeah, uh, or oh, yeah. From the, there was not. Yeah, from the from the uh, from there the lab that's in the first there game. There was a water portion like that. Another thing that was weird is this was kind of this movie's version of the bait and switch, but. 
but not very elegantly done. How's that? Because, well, because up until that point, I, I was thinking that Alice was the one who stole the virus through the through the tube. Right, I like, think the movie yeah. was trying and to mislead she, you. Yeah, the movie was trying to mislead you in thinking because she was uh, that guy's sister's contact that she was the one who was doing it. At least it, it felt like it was leading towards that direction. Then you find out, oh, no, it wasn't you. It was the other guy. And Spence. Why did he do that? Like, it, it, he's all of a sudden the Wesker of this game. And yeah, I don't under- like, movie, and I don't understand why. When he's, made to me- when he's made to act more evil, this actor's British accent really comes out. Sort yeah. of like how Wesker became kind of British <laughs> yeah, later in the series. British, too. Yeah, like, it's happened. barely, it's sort of like Jude Law in I Heard Huckabees, where oh. It's oh, like, God. that's the worst. Yeah, yeah. I can't watch mm-hmm. that movie because it's so bad. Also, Naomi Watts can't do it either. Yeah, this is a bad accented movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Take that, I heard it like <laughs> eight years later. Uh, yes. So we learned that uh, Spence, uh, which is, if you don't remember, Alice's uh, fake uh, husband, which uh, have we established that they were living a lie to protect Umbrella's headquarters? Uh, yeah, we yes. talked about that earlier. Okay, yeah. yeah they I were the gatekeepers we, of the hive. Yeah. I didn't know if we established that they were fake married, though. Yeah, yeah, we okay, did. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, so Spence wanted the virus to sell, presumably to terrorists or whatever, for money. Uh, while Lisa, which was the uh, undercover operative, and Matt, which is her brother, and the cop, which is still tagging along with the Umbrella team, they wanted the virus to expose Umbrella for what they are. Um, Let me. I, I I had a question. So sure. he he stole the virus and the antivirus to sell for for a shit ton of money, which I I see that's awesome. Money. Yeah, cool. yeah. Why does he throw the virus? Like, does, is he just a dick? And he's like, well, I'm going to infect all you people, so I'm going to throw I, the virus. I think he wanted to get rid of any trace of or any sort of like um, maybe he didn't want Umbrella to uh, seek their revenge on him for yeah, stealing. Yeah. Okay, uh, I could, or something I could like that. that. But yeah. it seems like Umbrella still exists regardless of. If their base is intact with people, it feels like there's someone else pulling the strings aside from this computer. Yeah. Because why else would they just kill their entire operation and not leave at least like one CEO and alive somewhere uh, else? He has he has a lot of chutzpah to uh, you know he knows what this virus is capable of. It's like Ebola times a thousand. That's right. He yeah. just still he throws he throws it. He's like I'll be able to get out in time. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, and he, he does. Yeah. He really overestimates his like survival chances. Yeah, yeah. Like if he was in that room. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Keep okay. On. So yeah. anyways, no, no, um, no, but uh, d- there oh. was also that moment too where it comes full circle because someone gets bumped with a with a cup of coffee and he spills it on himself and you then oh, that's see, right. oh yeah that was him the guy from yeah he was in a rush to get out that's yeah right. that's i don't know that's a weird moment no i like that I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah i like I that did. moment yeah i like that so yes it calls back to the prologue but mm-hmm. um so basically we learned that the antivirus which uh, alice is looking for is back on the train for some reason which i didn't really understand um i guess he was smuggling that out too yeah something? he was just about to uh, get out of the mansion uh, okay. or get back to the mansion but then the gas hit and he that's right out, so. yeah so uh Which, he's, by the way, this nerve gas that that's the new like amnesia medicine. I don't know. I don't know like what the, I, I always reality. thought nerve gas is like something really fucking bad and well, painful. Yeah. And uh, amnesia in movies, I'm always uh, skeptical of because I'm like, why don't you just forget everything? How do you know how to speak? Yeah, like, exactly. How do you like, know, how even do you know in Memento, write? you know how to breathe. Down yeah. And, yeah. yeah, she wrote the message that was on the yeah. notepad. Oh, too, I actually thought that was beginning. a cool scene. I thought that was too. She was trying to check handwriting. She wants to check her own handwriting. Yeah, that was cool. And I was surprised they were like they didn't have her saying anything at that moment. Like the audience had to figure it out. I imagine yeah. a lot of people didn't figure yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. Which is cool. So, yes. Uh, so, Spence is now the bad guy, so he's got to be evil, and he starts a long monologue because he's suddenly <laughs> evil. And in the middle of his monologue, one of the original zombie researchers we saw in the uh, initial scene uh, bites him. He manages to escape, but he locks in the rest of the crew, and the Red Queen says, I've got it taken care of, mate. <laughs> Governor. Uh, whatever. <laughs> and at uh, this point, Michelle Rodriguez has been bitten like four times. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Michelle Rodriguez, uh, like... Um, I'm going to point this out. Like, every line in this movie, her eyes are rolled so far back in her head. I have no yeah, idea what's happening. Yeah. I mean, at, at, like, later in the movie, I'm like, oh, it's probably the zombie, you know, effects that are causing her to act like this. But I think that's just how her natural acting style is to, like, roll her eyes way back <laughs> yep. and then, like, sneer. Sass. Like, the same way in Lost, same way in uh, Fast and the Furious, M-Rod. same way in SWAT. Yeah. It makes my eyes hurt just looking at that. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, um, so the Red Queen says she's got taken care of, and that means a liquor, uh, the guy who was released way earlier in the movie, he eats... Uh, Spencer off screen before he can inject the antivirus he needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, ingesting living DNA makes the liquor grow and mutate, unlike the game. Uh, the Red Queen won't let the rest of the group out of the room that they're locked in until they kill Rain, who's infected. Uh, Alice raises an axe and we think she's going to chop off Rain's head, but instead she smashes a monitor that the Queen is talking to her from. And for some reason, smashing the one monitor shuts down the entire system. I know like, that too. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. kind of a flaw in your That's the kill yeah. switch. Yeah. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I feel like, yeah, if you broke your TV at home, your entire power would go out. Yeah, it's like, it feels like an old person wrote this, but an old person didn't write this. Paul <laughs> Anderson Kick somebody's wrote this. monitor so he could go home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that's a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, whole system's down. I broke my monitor. Yeah. Uh, so, yes. Uh, breaking the one monitor shuts the system down again. It allows him to escape along with uh, Kaplan, 
who uh, inexplicably inexplicably survived. Kaplan was the guy that they left stranded on the the pipe yeah. and the maintenance tunnels. So he's not a character really. He's going to die very very soon. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, yes. Uh, in the next sentence, actually, they board the tram back out of the hive. They all inject the antivirus. Well, those uh, who were infected do. Um, the liquor attacks them uh, on the train. He's and not like a liquor 2.0. Yeah, he's a liquor 2.0. And this, uh, in RE2, I forget the last boss. Was it on a train? I know there was like this train there was set a piece train in RE2. Involved. Yeah, you were fighting, I think, outside of the train because you were trying to get on it to then escape the city. Yeah. If okay, I remember yeah, that right. Yeah. Yeah. This, this did feel very much like a video game boss fight, though. Yeah, yeah. there was yeah. like there was like this weird trick to beat to beat the liquor. Yeah, and we'll get yeah. to that in a second. Well, the, so. the one more video game thing, too, is, and this was a lot earlier in the movie, but they did do a first person camera, like, with a gun, with a yeah. gun. Oh, for like okay. half a second, but I was yeah. just like, "Yeah, oh man," because <laughs> oh, you know this is them video games. <laughs> yep. So uh, the liquor attacks. They're kind of cornered in this train car, but they have these like super sharp pipes in there for some reason, and they use those pipes to sort of pin the liquor down to the floor with his tongue. And when that happens, um, they're about to drop the liquor out through the bottom of the train. When surprise, surprise, Rain, who they just in, they just like gave her the antivirus. She's actually a zombie. It didn't work. Yeah. Actually, they thought uh, they they presumed that she died because they gave her the virus and she stopped moving. Yeah. The antivirus and she stopped, she stopped moving. So. Um, Rain is really a zombie. Matt shoots her and opens up the bottom doors of the train at the same time. It electrifies the liquor's tongue on the third rail, and the liquor is dead. Well, there was uh, there's also uh, earlier on in the scuffle the uh, liquor scratches Matt. Oh, arm. that's right. That's a good point. Yeah, that'll uh, come up later. Back, yeah. Yes. So, um, Alice and Matt make it out just in time. Hey, speak of the devil. Matt begins to mutate due to his liquor wounds just as a team of hazmat <laughs> people in white suits burst in. And here's the quote. He's mutating. I want him in the Nemesis program. Setting up uh, what would be, I don't know, when did the Nemesis hit this series? Uh, they, the second movie. Yeah, okay, Apocalypse, so, I yeah, think is like, the, the name. Yeah. The last 10 minutes of this movie are just setting up the sequel pretty yeah, much. Yeah. So, yeah. um not like, okay, Mila uh, was knocking out zombies, dogs, liquors, but apparently a team of scientists in hazmat suits were just too much for her. Yeah, where did her wall kicks come in? Uh, yeah, exactly. Right That's yeah. a perfect time for a wall all kick. Kung Fu. <laughs> I'll allow yeah. it. I'll allow it she in that killed, case. Like, there was a whole little like montage. She killed like a bunch of zombies in the sewers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but she, she couldn't Fu. handle these like Poindexter uh, hazmat like, suit guys. Are you kidding yeah. me? Pocket protectors are your kryptonite? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so uh, they, they cart Matt away and take uh, Alice to Raccoon City Hospital. Uh, Mila wakes up again naked as hell. Yeah. Well, no, she has uh, one piece of paper in front of her and one piece of paper behind yes, her. Yes, I don't yeah. know why, but I guess they wanted that Hospital, hospital, hospital. The yes. gowns are open in the back, right? <laughs> That's not even a gown. It's just like <laughs> paper towels. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, she wakes up in the hospital naked as hell. There's a bunch of tubes coming out of her. She's just yanking them out and screaming. Of her head, yeah. Yeah, it's, gross. it is kind of gross, yeah. but kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. No one's letting her out of this room. She's like pounding on the glass, let me out, let me out. So she uh, takes out one of the needles that was stuck in her and like kind of just jams in the key card reader for some reason that works that shorts it yep, out and the yep. door opens so yep. I guess their top secret security is not really that great at Umbrella security <laughs> operative training 101 baby yes. um, so we get a scene very familiar to those of you who have seen The Walking Dead and 28 or, Days yeah, Later yeah I was about to, well is is I mean so if there's a zombie uh, uh, outbreak what you want to do is be in a coma is that yes, like the way yes. that's the way to survive it is you, it just you, like lay uh, in a hospital bed well I, you're probably not going to survive but you'll most of it will just blow over yeah, and you'll yeah. be okay for a little bit of time I just want to sleep through everything so yeah, yeah that's a good take a lot of NyQuil yeah. you'll be fine uh, so she wanders out of the hospital only to discover Raccoon City has been overtaken by zombies. Uh, the end? No, of course not. There's four more movies. And then some terrible <laughs> song plays uh, over the credits. I think it's that, not uh, Mudvayne. It, it should be Dragula. It wasn't Dragula. It should have uh, been Dragula. Marilyn Manson did yeah. music for this movie this along with the, one other guy. Funny, the music in this movie was goddamn unbearable. It was. Like, it was yeah. bad. Grating, yeah. It was noise. Yeah. It was... Yeah. It very much reminded me of this period in popular music which I just want to kill the shovel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember re- uh, I was reading just uh, in preparation for this that uh, Paul Anderson said that uh, he wanted Marilyn Manson to give it a uh, the musical vibe of like a, a a John Carpenter film, and I'm like, just fuck you! Like, how dare you say that? Like, <laughs> he wanted to, he was trying to do that. Yeah, that's oh what my he god, said. no, 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 no! I don't think so. Yeah. By the way, he like John Carpenter, not the best director in the universe. No, he kind of petered after a while, but he has yeah. some great music. Yeah, yep. I recommend uh, Halloween, Assault on Precinct 13. Yep, yep, great soundtrack. Yep. Um, Halloween as well. Yeah. So, let's move on to the next segment, which I I like to call Burning Questions. <laughs> Are they so, on fire? Uh, no. Did, did you, is there going to be a sizzle noise in here? Um, I'm going to work one in. Okay, good. After, okay. after every question, sizzle noise. <laughs> Tell me if you get sick of this because it's going to keep happening. So, Leave um, that in the comments at Retronauts, please. Yes, please let us know if this is annoying. We'll stop doing it. Uh, all these questions I have for you guys, let's, let's, let's wrap them up pretty quick here because yeah, yeah. we're running out of time. Um, so we talked about this earlier. 
are later RE games styling themselves after the movies? It seems to me like they are after watching this one movie. Um, they're very action-packed-y, Matrix-y, lots of guns, lots of, like, SWAT people. I mean... Maybe it was because the uh, PS1 era couldn't support having that many characters on the screen mm-hmm. and that, or that much action on the screen, which is why the earlier games are so lonely and solitary. But after 4, it seems like the, the games are a lot like the movies. How do you guys feel about that? I think by 3, they were trying really hard to kind of connect that because remember the cinema at the beginning of Resident Evil 3 where they're showing the outbreak as it happens mm-hmm. and there's a lot of characters on screen, but it just wasn't something they could probably do within the game's framework right. because they couldn't handle it. But I think that was something maybe they always wanted. Yeah, already. And two then, does feel like a blockbuster movie yeah, in its own and even way. In two. Yeah, but two, two cinemas, like they, it, it was still more the aftermath, whereas three is happening concurrently with two, and you kind yeah. of got sort of the, the, those little... Even there were a lot of zombies, I would say, on screen in that one. But anyway, I think that was something they always wanted. I don't know if they're generally cribbing the movie, but I definitely can see that they are cribbing pop popular action movies for sure right, yeah. i think that's just that's just the way uh action is, is shot now in in film or in uh uh video games everything has to be stylish in this post uh, matrix world gunfights mm-hmm. have to be you know sexy yeah. and 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 well choreographed and then you know fight scenes have yeah. to have slow motion and granted it took yeah. like five years for people to stop using the wall run yeah. like run up the wall and kill somebody <laughs> that it took a while yeah. but that's mm-hmm. not happening anymore but you're you're absolutely yeah. right yeah Okay, question two. Why does this movie have so many indistinguishable white guys with identical haircuts? Why? I have no idea. Why? I like, I, does I, Paul W. Anderson have an indistinguishable white haircut? Uh, yeah. Um, maybe he's like, this is the ultimate ideal man. <laughs> Look like me. I mean, I'm not the saying. Okay, yeah. uh, I'm not saying it's like it's a problem that they have the same haircut or that they're all white, but they they have nothing to distinguish each other. Yeah, you, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Not, no piece of clothing. No like, no guy has a bandana. At least friggin' T Hawk from Street Fighter Two had like a little like Dreamcatcher or something. Yeah, yeah. And usually the thing for an action movie to do is just. Uh, just just have uh, every uh, uh, soldier be a different ethnicity or different, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or have, like, a gimmick to them. Like, yeah, this guy yeah. smokes a cigarette. Yeah, this guy, this guy, guy does all this. The time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and even if you think of the game, like, the first game, even though stars were, like, an outfit that worked together, none of them had the same uniform. No, no, not, not a single at all. one. Yeah, no. All of them looked different Which was very ridiculous. strange. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Barry Burton's freaking vest. I don't even know what the hell that was. <laughs> he was likes like to keep his uh, t- core temperature high. Yeah, yeah, but, like, little things like that. So, I don't know. Yeah, they should have found ways to distinguish these yeah, characters because none of them feel, like, memorable in any way or in, and they're very indistinguishable I, I mean like now I could probably pick out who was who but when I was watching this I'm like did that guy die who is this guy yeah. is that yeah. the undercover cop or is that yeah. the undercover cop yeah, yeah I just didn't remember that guy looks like the last two guys that died I don't know which one it was yeah. <laughs> maybe that's yeah. uh, that's what the whole uh, crotch shot thing was that was Mila Jovovich's uh, signature like, oh, oh it's her the dress oh, wasn't yeah. enough oh, okay. no I couldn't tell her oh, that's her combat boots and a freaking <laughs> yeah. red dress with like one side longer than the other I okay. that never caught on but anyways question three I think we already answered this can Michelle Rodriguez deliver a single line without rolling her eyes to the back of her head like she's having a seizure nope no i really that really yeah. irritated yeah. me yeah am this i is alone early, no this is early in her hollywood career too i want to say yeah. maybe oh, like yeah. this was po- wait was this after fast furious had to uh, be this was after the first one but before i think swat yeah, before. yeah. there's okay. a certain okay. uh, look it's called like the kubrick look or whatever where it's like um he did it in the shining and a few other movies where characters they they tilt their head down and roll their eyes up to make them look like they're crazy yeah yeah uh that's a like kind of a signature of kubrick right yeah, or yeah. am i thinking not no, thinking no, no, Okay. Yeah, it's uh, like uh, Jack Nicholson doesn't. It feels like she was trying to do that, but it just looked ridiculous. <laughs> like she just smelled some sour ass milk and was like. <laughs> Maybe she, <laughs> she never she didn't realize that uh, Kubrick was actually dead and this was her audition tape for uh, for his uh, mm. film Eyes Wide Shut Two AI Two yeah. I Shudder. <laughs> Let's move on to another question. Um, is this a good Resident Evil movie or is this a good zombie movie or is it neither? I don't think it's a good Resident Evil movie. I don't think it's a good zombie movie. It is a, an action movie with some light light gore. Um, yeah, for a movie that was uh, rated R, uh, you know, we were talking about this earlier, it feels like every punch is pulled. Uh, right yeah. when something cool is about to happen, it cuts away. Yeah. Uh, leaves a lot to the imagination. Well, even when the, the commander falls apart, like, they pull away to show, like, It's, yeah. all, it's all very background. tasteful. It's yeah, strangely yeah. tasteful. Yeah, yeah. this is something, like, I wouldn't mind uh, having my mom watch. It feels yeah. like Paul uh, W.S. Anderson edited this for Airplanes before it hit the movie yeah. theater. <laughs> which is you... funny, because he, uh, before this, he directed uh, Event Horizon, which had some amazing yeah. gore in it. Like, it did. Super it did. messed up gore. Yeah. Do you think maybe he was going for PG-13 and didn't get it? Uh, no, I want to say that I read the opposite that the yeah. studio here, was pressuring yeah. him for PG thirteen, and he was like, "No, we have to be faithful to the game and have it R." But I don't know who knows. Okay, yeah, because well, because maybe at that point, and I don't know. Uh, I thought um, one of the Matrix movies proved that an R rated movie can do really can, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus like an R rated movie before then, yeah, yeah. a lot no, of people absolutely. didn't go see. Yeah, yeah so. 
I don't know, it limited your audience. So yeah. it was probably them trying to do it in a tasteful way. Right. And, and have the rest been R-rated after this? Uh, for what? For Resident, Resident Evil movies? I have, I'd have to check. You know, I've seen them all, and I don't remember a <laughs> I goddamn no. thing of I any of them. I feel like these them. are PG-13 movies. This movie felt like it was PG-13. It should have been PG-13. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way in hell, like... We don't see. We see one woman's head being lopped off. They get rid of that, but that's basically the, the extreme violence. Nipples. Slowly lopped off nipples. too. Slowly, yeah. you see the line go. And yeah, no sort blood. of like the it beginning of ghost yeah. ship. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. <laughs> so uh, another question is the whole quote unquote turning aspect done well, turning into a zombie. I think it's not. No, not at all. Nah, no, these um, are the most. This is the worst zombies I think I've ever seen in a in a movie. Yeah, I yeah. think that uh, even like. The original zombie like classic handled like makeup ten times better than this movie. Yeah, did. like uh, there are a few like really gross CGI zombies. I mean, characters with CGI applied to their face yeah. where there are parts missing, but for the most part, the zombies are sort of as ridiculous as they are in Dawn of the Dead, yeah, where it's just like when, blue makeup yeah, or whatever. And, and this is where uh, when CGI and even today it, they still struggle with this, but like your eye can tell, like the minute yeah. you it, it totally suspends the, the the belief and you don't yeah, fall for yeah. it. You're like, yeah. oh man, that looks so corny. So we need uh, Robert Zemeckis to, to make a zombie movie, right? Maybe. I mean, the dogs look good, but, you know, throw some gravy on them and yeah. you got it handled. <laughs> you know? Next time, you know? throw some gravy on your zombies. Get Maybe that'll do it. those dogs and some sauce <laughs> and uh, send, them, send them out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what elements from the games were even here? Uh, we got... Uh, setting. Ada's setting. dress, the yep. setting, the mansion with the lab underneath. We have... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, things jumping through windows. We have skin dogs. Liquors. What else do we have? Liquors. Mm-hmm. A mention liquor, of uh, a liquor. A liquor. liquor. Yeah. But you a know liquor. what? Not a single character from any of the games. No. Not until the next movie. The next movie, they get Jill Valentine in there. Is Barry? And the nemesis in Where's there. Where's Barry? No, uh, I don't remember if Barry's in it or not. Barry? Dreamcasting. Who's and your you Barry? Know, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, shit. Um, yeah, who is that? I would say a younger... Uh, and Mickey get back Rourke. to me. Get back to me. Okay, Jill is wearing a hooker outfit from Resident Evil Three, by the yes, way. Yes, yes, yeah, she is. So they they totally didn't even try to like cover they up. They threw her in a tube top. Yeah, and she's got her little there. yeah white sweater going on at the waist. You know all that stuff. But that uh, I would say younger Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges twenty years ago for Barry Burton. Yeah, okay. I like it. Yeah. So uh, final question of our burning questions, man. I really hope I'm not putting these Wait, sound Nick effects Nolte? in here. Uh, Nick Nolte, I can only view him as the total wreck he is today, and Barry has his shit together. (laughs) (laughs) Even though he was a turncoat? Yes. He had his own game on the boat. Final question. Can we buy a Mila as an action movie star? I cannot. She is very tiny and petite and whoa, wayfish. Whoa. F- f- fifth Element doesn't count? Or are you nope. just basing it on Resident Evil? I'm basing it on Resident Evil. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, then no. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no. And then she was an Ultraviolet, which was the yeah, uh, Equilibrium yeah, Guys follow-up. Which, yeah. Uh, Hmm. And we should also, I don't know, did we mention before that, uh, like, uh, six months after this movie came out, they got married, uh, the director, Paul Anderson, oh, and uh, Mila Jovovic got married. I so. didn't realize that. That's how you woo a girl, is a lot of cross shots. shots. Whoa. Yeah. And uh, letting them star in your movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that again, works. Yeah. and again, and again. <laughs> what, like five of these things came yep. out? Yeah. And Three Musketeers, wow. she was in. She was, was in that is too. Uh, Wait, what about Joan of Arc? She was in that, wasn't she? She was not. That was not. Oh, she was, but that was not one of his movies. That was a marriage built on some shitty movies. Uh, Okay. (laughs) So I think as long as he keeps making movies with her in them, she'll be his wife, just like Tim Burton and uh, Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah. Yeah. I I personally, I wish uh, Paul Thomas Anderson would make Resident Evil and star his wife, Maya Rudolph. Oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) Wow, that's awesome. So that uh, I could see her kicking ass. (laughs) So let's move on to user comments. This one, Bland and Unfaithful, says Ragin' Scotsman, and boy is he Ragin'. He says, the film is pretty poor. I was willing to forgive it up until a dog was fly-kicked in the face. (laughs) Even in a world where the dead walk that seems stupid and unrealistic. Of course, I retrospectively... Yeah, retrospectively hate the film more than when I first watched it because I found out George Romero was involved in early mm-hmm. faithful drafts of the script. Of course, his career has gone off the rails. Yes, it has in recent years. But I'd rather have seen his take on the series than this dull film. The Resident Evil name seems to only be attached for marketing reasons. And that's Raging Scotsman. Uh, all agreed. goddamn true. So we yes. all agree We all agree with you, Raging Scotsman. Yeah, the yeah, logical yeah. Scotsman. Mm-hmm. Next comes from Mo Animation. In 2002, I had high hopes for this movie. First off, this movie isn't as bad as Double Dragon or Super Mario Brothers, and this is me speaking, Bob Mackey. People want us to watch Double Dragon. I think it's too unremarkable oh, to Mark do Durasco's, for this. Scott you Wolf's don't need in it, that. Though. Yeah. You don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, continuing, uh, Mo Animation Wait, says. Wait, who plays a Bobo? <laughs> uh, Andre the Giant's corpse. <laughs> okay, oh, God. God. <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> Mo Animation says it exposes nicely the world of Resident Evil. The problem lies with its sequels. I cannot stand the character of Alice. 
In the second part, she gets upgraded to Universal Soldier status, yep. a Terminator, an empty vessel. She has nothing to say, just one goal. Kill the umbrella bad guy of said movie. Dude, Each, she fights, she drops, kicks the nemesis in the face. I'm sorry to cut that another, off. Another, the another movie, wall run and no, kick this and one, look at my crotch. Feet, like, oh, pow! Okay. It's like, oh man, what I think the I've hell? seen that. Each yeah, movie gets people. more and more ridiculous, says Moe Animation. Uh, Resident Evil is probably the easiest video game to convert into a movie. And yet, now all we get is a sad excuse of a movie. Get rid of Alice and I'd be more interested in the movies. Oh, and the last film, Afterlife. Paul W.S. Anderson basically photocopies of Fight in RE5 and adds Alice into it. Okay, I watch those clips. Wait, those yeah, but wait a minute. Because uh, in Japan, they tried to make a Resident Evil movie with characters from the Resident Evil story generation and that shit is terrible yep. it's, worse than, netflix, it's worse than this it's worse than this 20 times worse than this if yeah. you have netflix right now and you're brave enough and you have a bottle of scotch yeah. <laughs> sitting around at home with nothing to do put it on find it drink that whole bottle and just <laughs> make sure i don't even uh, think it's enough make sure one of your friends are home in case you need like some help <laughs> you may need help getting home yeah. if you're not home because it is it is bad yeah. yes yeah i i've only watched five minutes of it but i was like I, i'm not even like i can't even watch this as a joke and so leon's bad. in it claire's in it like yeah. they, they at least have people who you would recognize and know and, and the resident evil movies later they they did get claire in there they did like we said earlier they got jill the last one i think got, uh chris they haven't had leon yet okay i have no that, idea uh, five's coming out September. September. Yeah, get I'm ready, folks. It. I've seen them all. I'm going to do it. This next one comes from Mel Orama, and uh, he or she says, The laser room was the only thing remotely like a video game in that movie. It increased its difficulty with each passing. I also love that it's the only recurring character. Yes, character. It's way more believable <laughs> than the actors in the movie. Yeah, I guess the lasers had a personality. I like it. I like yeah. it. In the series besides What's-Her-Name. Uh, and it comes back when they need it the most, just like Gandalf in the Two Towers and kills Tyrant. I think, I think this uh, person means the Red Queen. Yeah. So... I don't think the lasers killed the time. There's no tyrant in this movie, right? Yeah, I, I don't remember. Maybe, maybe a in a later movie? Okay, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we have Milkman V1, who commented last week. He says, Terrible movie, any way you slice it. Faithful to the series? No. Recognizable characters? Nope. Good special effects? No. Scares or creepy moments? Nope. Any semblance of excitement, <laughs> thrills, or fun? No, 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 no. This movie is an abomination of Mortal Kombat Annihilation proportions. Oh, wow. If it was embodied in a person and I came across that person in the street, I would give it an RKO onto smooth stones, then teabag it for good measures. What's an RKO? It's a wrestling uh, move. It's Randy Orton's finishing move. Okay, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, and then, yeah, and then Milkman goes on to quote Roger Ebert's review, which I recommend that you all read, and I'll put in the blog post of this episode a link to it. Uh, Roger Ebert says, There is one neat effect when characters unwisely venture into a corridor and the door slams shut on them. Then a laser beam passes at head level to capture one. Another beam whizzes past at waist level, cutting the second in two while the others duck. A third laser pretends to be high, but then switches to low. But the third character outsmarts it by jumping at the last minute. Then the fourth laser turns into a grid that dices its victim into pieces the size of a Big Mac. Since the grid is inescapable, what were the earlier lasers about? <laughs> Does the quarter have a sense of humor? And I say yes, Roger Ebert. You're a treasure. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, let's read one more comment, because we're running out of time. We have... Um, Rated Y for Y what? from Maleb721. This movie is so full of Ys. And I'll read all these. Let's try to answer these super fast. Okay. Why Lightning is the movie round. so shiny and brightly lit for a Resident Evil movie when even the Super Mario Brothers movie isn't as bright and shiny? Budget. Answer. Uh, Germany. <laughs> MTV, Germany. MTV style editing. Okay. Where was, Mc, where was McG? Where was McG? <laughs> oh, God. Keep going. Was McG AD? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. McG AD. That sounds like a sandwich. Keep going. <laughs> uh, why does Paul W.S. Anderson feel he needs to push his wife on as his self-insert so Mary Sue yet. protagonist throughout the series as Jill Valentine and the others are so incompetent? Um... Uh, I have not seen any movie with Jill Valentine. So. That's the second one. No, second movie, I told you Jill shows up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so why does Michelle Rodriguez's character get bitten so many times throughout the movie but never turns until five minutes until the end, yet that one guy gets one scratch and instantly starts to transform into Nemesis? Contract, baby. Contract. Contract? Okay. <laughs> That's my contract. <laughs> so I'll be back in part two. Yeah, I don't turn into a zombie until the fucking end. Yes. They gotta bite me like five times. Uh, why does this movie like the visceral zombie slash human victim kill zombie movies are known for? I think it was because... I don't know why. It felt very, very strangely clean, as we said earlier. What, what do you think the reason behind that was? Yeah, I, I, I can't tell, honestly. Yeah. Um, and I did watch the R-rated version. This is not like the reported from show, uh, like, <laughs> reported from NBC. There's an R-rated version? What? Well, no, that's just yeah, the R-rated version. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I thought it was one of those, like, R-rated director's cut again kind of things. Sorry. Yeah, featuring more nipple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nip slip. Why is the virus so bright and colorful in big double helix shiny canisters? That's, That's what so, everything has to be. Why was the uh, the Blanca juice look like Kool Aid? And uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so we the audience oh, know yeah, yeah. it's it's bad yeah. news yeah, and uh, Kool Aid yeah. making come crash through the window mm-hmm, yeah. and bite your neck. It's uh, purple. 
Um, so why is it that a movie with a zombie dog getting roundhouse kicked in the face can be so boring to sit through? Dude, why, she why, punted why? that dog. Great, for the uh, angle she came off that wall, she's like, Hurr! yeah. <laughs> she like that sent dog that got thing flying. It totally was owned. Yeah, its head should have exploded. Really yeah. So actually, let's read one last comment. We have a little, tiny bit of time left. So Albedo says the same but different. This is the rarest of things, a video game movie that doesn't offend my fact-checking nerd sensibilities. While it pretty quickly moves away from the storyline of the game series, the monsters and pseudoscience stay more or less faithful to the larger R universe. And frankly, who would want to see under-equipped stars members solving puzzles to get better weapons and mixing up herbs for medicine? The good guys and gals kick ass, the holographic evil child computer behaves exactly as you would want, and the absurd laser trap is unforgettable. For my money, only Silent Hill tops this in the movies of games chart. And that is from Albedo. How do we feel about Albedo? I uh, I, I will agree with the uh, Silent Hill part. I feel like uh, outside of uh, like the five minute stretch where uh, Mila is wandering around the mansion by herself, this movie lacks atmosphere. Every scene lacks atmosphere. Whereas Silent Hill, um, uh, kind of a shitty screenplay and it has problems yeah. to it, but the movie has amazing atmosphere. Yeah, it's dripping yeah, it does. It yeah, does. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's because it's just copying the games. Yeah, like, yeah, in exactly. A very, like in a way that they had the budget to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Albedo, I think you should read the original script. Marty says it's good. It is good. And yeah. uh, you might be able to see how they could turn that sort of game into a movie. Yeah, yeah. Right? I'll try to uh, I'll try to find it and uh, maybe we'll link it. Oh yeah, please uh, send me yeah. the link and, yeah. I'll, and I'll put it up and we'll work the law. So, <laughs> now I don't care. Uh, so I'm sorry if I didn't read your comment. I did read them all myself. So please don't let that discourage you from writing in. But for now, we're going to wrap things up. So let's do contact info. We are at Retronauts on Twitter. I am at Bob Servo on Twitter. Excuse me, at Bob Servo on Twitter. And who are you guys on Twitter? I am uh, at McBiggity. What do we got here? Jose? I'm, I am at Jose underscore Otero. Okay. And as always, please subscribe to our blog. You can go there by going to Retronauts.com. Not how you think it's spelled. It's R-E-T-R-O. K-N-O-T-S.com. We do a blog post for each episode where we tell you what music is in here, tidbits about the topic in question, and a track listing for the music that we use. And there are also uh, great blog posts unrelated to uh, the episode, so please check it out. Subscribe to it in your RSS feed or whatever you use. And um, if you haven't thus far, please rate and review the show on the iTunes Music Store. Every little bit helps, and I definitely read every review and appreciate any sort of feedback you give us. And let us know how we're doing with Movie Month, because... um, I'd like to do it again, maybe not for a while, but um, I've been having a lot of fun, and uh, I think it's been a pretty good experiment. Absolutely. So, yeah, please let us know what you think about that, either in the comments section of uh, the blog or on iTunes. So, man, I'm talking fast today. Do you know what's, uh, are you going to tell them what's next week? Uh, yes, next week is Mortal Kombat, Yay, also directed Mortal by Paul W.S. Kombat. Anderson. And Jose said he will be joining us, yeah, right? I would okay. like to. Now yeah, that it's on, uh, now it's on tape, Jose, you can't get out. I can't. <laughs> so, right. please, guys, what are you working on? I can tell you that I just wrote an article that called This Month in Misogyny, which is maybe the most favorite writer of any one-up reader. So if you haven't read it, Again, please do. By the way. <laughs> and also watch the video because I think that kind of sells the point if you don't get it. So yeah. that's my plug for the stuff I'm working on. How about you guys? What are you working on? Uh, by the time this goes up, uh, we should have most of our content for our Mass Effect 2, our week of Mass Effect 2. That's right, yeah. Dive. Um, and so I know all of us are tackling uh, the game from a different angle and there's a lot of uh, cool articles already up and I know the, uh, the topics for the rest of the week. So you guys should check those out. Yeah, recommended, Jose. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, by Thursday when this goes up, uh, I'm trying to think what goes up. Um, I will have worked on a story for Deep Dive called Why Morden is So Awesome. Uh, Morden, the Solarian geneticist who uh, is part of uh, Commander Shepard's team. So hopefully you can read that unless the article got canceled, which now putting it on the air, <laughs> that means it has to come together. And you just, you just committed to it. I, I'm committed. I agree, Morden uh, is awesome. Outside of that, um, I, uh, I finished reviewing A Server's Wrath, which also uh, seemed to get uh, some people aggravator it's or whatever review. you should check it out yeah great review thank you sir yes yeah, so. and like I said next week is going to be Mortal Kombat stay tuned to the Retronauts blog to find out where you can post your comments for that episode and as for me I will see you guys next week thanks for joining me Jose and Marty thanks Bye.